0: Welcome to Around the Kinky Campfire Podcast. This is your host, the Cuddle Gigolo, aka El Comidon, aka Mango Boogies, but also known officially as HH Julius, your entertainment creative. I'm here with Miss Rue, our education guru. And our goal in this podcast is to destigmatize the taboo topics of kink, non-monogamy, and BDSM. We like to educate through awareness and with our experiences, and we are not certified professionals as of yet. So our non-judgmental topics, with a dash of facts, are to be taken mostly as entertainment and with some, some slice-of-life anecdotal stories. Your opinions, lifestyles, and or way of thinking may not be in alignment with ours, but your opinion, lifestyle, way of thinking is also okay as well. And the fact that you have an opinion is valid. We're not here to change your minds. We are here just to provide a different point of view. Please join us every second and four Thursdays of every month, and our episodes are uploaded to all major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, etc, etc. Please look forward to this coming episode, as it will start shortly, and make sure to especially pay attention to our ASR Minute, which will start very soon. Kinky Campfire Podcast, and this is your host, El Comidone, the Cuddle Gigolo, Mr. Taco Knuckle, or Senior Taco Knuckle, better known as H.H. H. Julius, that's right, his happiness is here for another pillow fort session, as you can see, the pillow fort sessions have been going strong so far in the interim, we've got another one for you, hopefully it won't be too much longer, I know I missed last week, but... Yeah, these things are hard to do by yourself and then edit and all that stuff. So took a little break last week. I'm back now because I have a topic that I wanted to talk about that was on my mind for a while. Been seeing it on some uh, YouTube channels and lightly discussed. And I know we've talked about it before. But before we get into that, you know it's everybody's favorite time. That's right. The ASMR 30-second. Um, it's shorter now for the Pillow 4 sessions. Uh, we'll get back to the regular... Minutes ASMR minutes when we come back to the regular episodes, but for now we have ASMR thirty seconds, and our special guest is the High Noon Tequila Seltzer. Not sponsored, uh, lime flavor. If you all knew about High Noons, they're like uh, they were vodka seltzers. They were just like little vodka drinks that everybody's doing now. Even White Claw's got it now. Uh, they were just doing seltzers, but now they're mixing in the tequila and the, and the rum and the vodka and all that. But High Noon has tequila. I'm enjoying it, and it's good. Only 100 calories, no sugar added. Once again, not a sponsor, but such a good drink. Tequila Seltzer. And uh, here we go. Once again, that probably only lasted like two seconds, but it is a school night, so (laughs) not really going to go for the full 30 seconds, but you get the idea. Tequila High Noon Seltzer. Not a sponsor. Still very enjoyable. Um, so moving on, once again, this is the pillow fort sessions of around the kinky campfire podcast. Let's be official for a second. These are quickie filler solo episodes, just diving down deep into specific topics that I want to give my opinion on. Um, just kind of like a, like a filler in between. Hopefully the plan is to do every other week. Uh, as much as possible with the, the group sessions and then the pillow fort sessions so official ar- around the kiki campfire pillow fort campfire pillow fort uh throughout the month so we're trying to get more episodes and more things to you out there so you guys you know don't don't uh miss out or miss us in the interim. We did almost uh well we did over a full year of uh episodes doing every other week uh trying to get get more out there because I see y'all downloading still even with the Pillow Fort sessions. I appreciate that very much because uh bouncing off yourself is uh is tough, so I might be mumbling every now and then, but uh, hopefully you get the the whole point come to the uh Instagram let me know what you think it's uh kinky campsters at i g uh let me know what you think of all the different topics so let me get to the topic I want to talk about now because these, these sessions are supposed to be only 30 minutes. They've run, been running longer because I like to ramble, actually, so that's, that's actually pretty good. I've, I've started being able to ramble by myself, which is very interesting. Um, the topic for today, we've talked about before, but it once again, it is BDSM. Uh, we talked about the definitions, so I'll just go through those again. It is bondage, discipline, sadomasochism, sadism, masochism, domination, submission, um, and then you can put master slave in there as well. Uh, but basically it's a sexual uh, preference, the practice type of deal. it's it's sexually, you know, adjacent, but it doesn't have to include sex. This is my biggest issue right now. So we talked about this before, but I just wanted to reiterate for everybody that BDSM is sexual in nature, but it does not have to include sex. People keep assuming this. Now, it's called BDSM sex, if you want to do the sex part, but BDSM itself is not sexual. Or not, it is sexual. It does not have to include sexual acts. Let me put it that way. So, even if you're doing all the different things, impacts, I don't know, wax, uh, uh, what else is, you know, all the different things, electro, fireplay, yada, 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 you can be sexual with it because you're probably going to be doing it on a naked person or you're going to be naked yourself, yada, yada, all that stuff. But you don't have to include any penetrative stuff or actually genital touching in general. You can just, you know, flog non genital parts and you can be uh, aroused, but you don't have to have sex. It doesn't need to be included. I myself have seen plenty of times public play where people don't have sex afterwards. Yes, they're usually naked in some form or another. I mean, a lot of times I've seen it with people keeping their unders on. Sundays on. It happens. So let me just reiterate. It is not having to include sex. Just putting it out there. Okay? Um, just like with kinks and fetishes. Uh, well, I can't really say that. But kinks are, you know, something out of the norm that turns you on. Uh, so it it turns you on, but it doesn't have to include sex. Now, now follow me here, okay? BSM obviously does not need to... include sex in in its you know it's not in the definition in there it's sexual it's a preference you can practice but it doesn't need to include sex but kink it's called kinky sex now you can just have kink and it's turn you on and you don't have to have sex now i know a lot of people are like what the fuck are we talking about right now but remember julius is demisexual okay so Yes, this kind of falls more into the A-spectrum, you know, uh, those of us that don't need to have sex to have good relationships and everything. We just, you know, romance is good and pretty much needed. Emotional connection is needed, but sexual, you know, don't need it all the time. Just doesn't, you know, I have a girlfriend, have a partner or whatever. I can be attached to them, but it doesn't, based around sexual stuff, which I know is crazy in today's society uh, that, you know, that stuff doesn't need to include sex, but I just want to remind everybody that kinks, BDSM doesn't, you don't have to include sex. So just putting it out there. And I guess I should say what sparked this. I've just, you know, been on a Reddit kick recently and, and some, a little bit on YouTube, but not too much where people are including like BDSM. I'm doing BDSM. We had sex. It's like, no, that's not, that's, that's two separate things. You don't have to automatically include it on there. Now, I want to point out why BDSM is good just by itself, even without the sex part of it. It's therapeutic, okay? So it's not therapy, but it is therapeutic. So the difference is between therapy and therapeutic is therapy, you go see a professional, first of all, and you address specific issues, hopefully to resolve resolve traumas. And I want to reiterate that a certified professional can do this. So I don't want people to... I prefer, I can't say, you know, you're going to do it, but I prefer people not to get that confused just because somebody is therapeutic. It is not a replacement for actual therapy. You can do stuff therapeutically, which is, uh, activities that have a positive impact on mental health. So it could be stress relieving, could be stress reducing, all that different things can help you reduce all this stuff. It's not going to solve your traumas. You need therapy for that. Okay. So do not get it confused as you know, you're doing meditation, which is good. You're practicing good health, which is good. Having a diet, se- uh, I was about to say sexual activity, physical activity, which is all therapeutic, but it's not a replacement for therapy. It can make you feel better, but it's not going to resolve any trauma. You need a certified professional and be in therapy for that, okay, people? So I want you to remember that. Now, BDSM is a good therapeutic practice. Uh, as I said before, one of the things is impact. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole litany of stuff that you could do in, and, and be considered BSM. I'm not going to go through all of them because I only have 30 minutes. So you, I could talk about each one individually in a uh, different episode if I, if I really needed to. But just remember that therapeutic practices do not count as therapy. And one of the biggest things that a lot of people like to practice when they're doing BASM is impact. And there are many different forms of impact. You know, you got all your different toys floggers canes uh bats <laughs> whips chains all them different things you can use for impact and have the different the two different just want to say there's thuddy versus stingy and a lot of people like thuddy impact is very i don't say it's glorified it's just one of the main things that people like very specifically thuddy impact uh there are people that like stingy and, and you know there's all different kinds people like blood play and all those different things but I just want to use that as an example, specifically thuddy impact, because that's just one of the main things that most people like. Um, So I'm just really overgeneralizing right now, but you're in an impact scene, you're getting thuddy play, getting flogged and everything like that. You feel good. You might go into a super relaxation space, and you might go into sub drop or dom drop, which once again is sudden emotional uh, low or crash could be followed by sadness, anxiety, fatigue, and chills. So there is two different types of drops. That's why I just say drop in general is because um, you can have sub drop or dom drop. So um, you're in a very uh, stressed out situation because you're getting flogged or whatever. Um, it's not a normal everyday sensation. You're getting, you know, you're getting the stress hormones. You're getting the excitement and endorphins and everything because you... Could be, you know, just had a really stressful week and you just want to get flogged and um, you, you know, you get all these emotions and depending on who your top is at the time, they'd be spiking your adrenaline because they're you know, giving you some mind fucks or something like that. And that's all normal during an impact scene but afterwards you could you could get a drop you know feeling um fatigued and anxious and sad a little bit because all your hormones would spike and i can't really talk to everybody about this because not everybody experiences drop and some people you know just uh they have uh normal lives and having spiked into the emotions this could be the only place that this actually happens so uh going through that on a regular basis is very therapeutic for them because it's a great stress reliever to have all those emotions come out. And feeling tired afterwards. You felt like you actually did something. Actually did something like, you know, um, usually the only time that stuff comes out is when you're doing like an adrenaline, you know, skydiving or something. Some kind of adrenaline uh, junkie or pushing yourself past your limits. I don't know, running a marathon or something like that. So uh, this this happens a lot with people that don't do those kind of things, but they do uh, do impact scenes. Uh, there's not a lot of times your emotions are going to be spiked like that. So that could be very therapeutic for somebody. Uh, I don't know the correlation between therapeutic practices and like adrenaline sports or anything that gets your hormones pumping, you know, like sex. Uh, so this is different than sex. Uh, so I know I'm kind of going all over the place here cause I'm trying to, you know, stick to the topic and I'm trying to wrangle in those people who are like what sex, oh why would you not have sex it's like you you don't have to have sex it's just not it doesn't have to be included with all this that's just how it is but the practice of um, having all your hormones spike like that is uh, normal for people in the BDSM community it, it happens on a regular basis because we have scenes which are defined interactions with a start and a stop point but that you know that's just a part of the BDSM experience. Usually, you have a scene. All these different things are negotiated. They're all in here. You have a, a clear start and stop. So anything can be included in there, including sex, but it doesn't have to. Uh, that's just one of the things that are that's in a part of the scene. So that you know, sex by itself, even if it's like vanilla sex, can be considered a scene without the BDSM part. And then you can do BDSM without sex. Uh, so that is just. Uh, For the people that don't know and the people that are, you know, out there asking questions, because like I said, this came from like multiple Reddit posts of people asking like BDSM, does it have to include sex? And it's like, no, it doesn't have to include sex. And what is BDSM exactly? Where is it? Where's the line and all that? Uh, I just want to put it out there that, yes, you have scenes that include BDSM elements that may or may not include sex. And it is very, it could be very therapeutic. So I'm trying to mix all these different topics together and trying to make it all concise here. But it, I'm kind of going all over the place. Uh, I'm going to get there eventually. <laughs> Maybe not in this episode, but eventually I'm going to get there. But uh, yeah, my my whole point is BSM does not have to include sex, but it can be therapeutic. It's a very therapeutic practice, I believe. I don't know if many people know this uh, point of view, but I consider it, especially in, in my world, a therapeutic practice because I do it to um, have a positive impact on my mental health. It's very stress relieving for me uh, because I was raised very much in the, the Christian way. So I have the Christian guilt. Thou shalt not hit a woman. That's not one of the Ten Commandments, but, you know, that was raised in me. So... Um, Laying hands on somebody, man or woman, whoever, was not taught to me when I was a young boy. Uh, so doing that to somebody, especially having somebody that wanted to wanted that or requested that is very very strange to me. So especially for, for my culture um, and <laughs> the way I just identify as a POC uh, whipping somebody is very very uh, the it's a, it's a culture shock just to say that. So Can't really do anything. Can't really say anything about reparations there, or or I don't even know payback, whatever it is. But I attract uh, white partners, so yeah, that kind of thing fucks with my mind a little bit. But for me, it's the fact that there's a negotiation and it's requested. So yeah, that's kind of crazy to me. But having a partner that I trust and then performing impact on them and leaving bruises, which is another crazy thing. Being a black man in America, dating um, white women, (laughs) Uh, leaving bruises, and also um, being shown gratitude for it is uh, it kind of it kind of fucks with my mind a little bit, but that is a stress reliever for me. I um, frequently go to a space for over ten years now that sex is not allowed, but uh, BDSM practices are so doing that kind of thing in a public space is, is is very um or especially in the beginning was very stressful for me. Um very nerve-wracking, but eventually I got used to it because it is a very positive space for a lot of different bubbles. Uh and now I, I you know, I find comfort in doing it. And then being shown gratitude to both to both my bottom partner and also the people that see it, uh my friends that frequent the pl- the the place. Um places uh is is kind of crazy to me so that is that whole thing is is very therapeutic for my mind because it's like oh this is accepted here everybody's cool with it and my partner is is uh, very gracious about it so much so that you know there's afterwards when we go home and a whole different scenario that they are you know sexually grateful so that's a whole different thing there because this could be a good 30 45 minutes in between so being in a public place where bsm is allowed but not specific not 100 percent. i don't even know what kind of spectrum full-on penetration is not allowed let's just say that there's sexual stuff you can do but it's not penetrative um mouth or genitals uh so that kind of blew my mind uh going in at first but now you know 10 years later 10 plus years later i'm used to it now uh, but it's still very therapeutic for me. It's very much a stress reliever. Getting all those emotions out, getting all those hormones spiking, all that stuff uh, is, is very much out there. I just want to say to the people that you know ask these questions about BDSM, it does not have to, but it's still very beneficial. I just want to say that very much. You don't have to do the sex part of it, but it, it can still be beneficial, very therapeutic for you, um, and very much a stress reliever. I cannot uh, um, emphasize that enough. I hope everybody understands what, uh, kind of what I'm saying here. Um, I know this is a, a very—I uh, don't want to say—controversial topic. It's just one of those things I wanted to point out that, like, hey, these two things are are not inclusive. They don't always have to include each other. Just just so you know that out there. I mean, another thing too is like rope rope play, suspensions, and groundwork, and all that—all those different things. Floor work, floor work. Yeah, uh, all that stuff Does not have to be sexual in nature People can keep their uh, clothes on you Can be fully dressed and still have a BDSM scene It's 100% possible And then be friends And do non- non-sexual stuff whatsoever And still be considered BDSM That's how it is uh, That's why people say BDSM sex It's uh, sexual elements Or sex with BDSM elements It's uh, But it's two different things <sighs> Uh, can's about quarter of the way done. We're almost done with this episode. <laughs> okay, so I know I'm rambling a little bit because I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what... Or I'm trying to... I'm not trying to figure out, but I'm trying... I'm getting to an actual topic here. Because I do want to actually teach this one day uh, for the uh, people that don't know. Uh, but yeah, so therapeutic, all that there. Um, instead of just rambling on, I might actually cut this episode short, which is interesting considering how the other episodes went over so we kind of evened out uh, we'll say soon that the group my group episodes should be coming back hopefully i'm actually going on a uh cruise uh here for for about a week so if the scheduling gets all messed up we'll see hopefully i can get it out at its regular time so you guys will get it at the first and third saturday saturdays the first and or the second and fourth Thursdays. Jeez, I'm way off here. Um, of the of the group episodes. So we'll see how that goes uh, with the restructure and all that. But hopefully, I got my point across with the BDSM. I know we talked about it before, but I just wanted to talk about it again. I feel like I'm going to have to keep talking about it because people keep wanting to include BDSM in with sex when it does not need to be included. Um. So let's see. Did I cover all the stuff I want to do? Oh, yes. And then also, don't forget, just on a side note, your aftercare. Um, you want to be care, get that caretaking after a scene in general. Uh, most people, that, it's, it seems like people that don't have the, the spike in emotions, and this is another generalization, um, need the aftercare. Uh, but uh, just make sure you negotiate that out with whoever you're talking to. When people don't want to include aftercare, it should be said beforehand. Make sure you negotiate that. Uh, there's all different kinds of um, scenes that happen out there, especially the non-sexual ones. But if spe- if you're doing some kind of BESM scene, uh, make sure you talk about that aftercare. I know people just want to assume that aftercare is going to be included or um, not want to do it in general. Uh, which is crazy to me because you should still negotiate it. Um, not, it's not included. That's the part that's crazy to me. But just make sure you talk about it. Uh, talk about uh, and We talked about negotiations before on the past episodes, but good Lord. I'm still seeing it out there where people just just don't want to include that stuff in the negotiation. But everything can be negotiated, people. Let's remember that. It, in in just BSM practice in general, but even in any relationship, make sure you negotiate and talk about these things. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. People just want to. Go out willy-nilly making assumptions. Do not make assumptions, people. Talk about everything. Everything can be negotiated. You, you guys will, I don't know, well, if you're on Reddit, then you'll see what I'm talking about. But the, for the people that don't, it's just a huge assumption that stuff is going to be included. It wasn't talked about beforehand. People just kind of, like, ah, whatever you want to do. And it was like, that was a terrible decision. Do not do that. Make sure you negotiate everything, even down to the aftercare. And what to do about drop. Don't forget about drop. It could happen. If you're feeling terrible uh, two or three days later, it can be like three or four days later, you can experience the drop. Make sure you have a way to um, deal with that because it happens. You get those emotions spiking. Um, Yeah, that kind kind of stuff can happen. I I, uh, do stuff to get my hormones spiking all the time, and I still feel it after um, uh, uh, a scene. Especially an impact scene like that, it, it you know just goes in my subconscious and hits me in all different kinds of ways that I was not expecting. Because uh, there's you know uh, generational stuff going on and cultural stuff going on. So uh, make sure you negotiate all that and be self aware. I cannot express how much self awareness is good for you. Make sure you know what's going on with all your different things. Uh, and hopefully you have the partner that will understand that and work work through that with you. Uh, if, uh, if, well, you know what, I'm not even going to get into picking a partner, but hopefully you got somebody that's with you top or bottom, however you want to call them that will work with you through that. And, you know, and, and, and talk to you. <sighs> yeah. I, I feel sorry for some of the people I'm, I'm reminiscing now of all the Reddit stories where people got ghosted and stopped talking to them cause they did something. And it's like, Ooh, that, that really sucks. Um, uh, self-awareness is a journey. So, uh, picking, picking good quality partners is a thing, but you know, people get ghosted. Just remember, it's not about you. It's probably about them. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough out there. So just, just so you know, I'm out, I'm out there with you. There's hundreds of people, uh, out there with you. Uh, just listen to some podcasts, go on Reddit, some kind of forum or something. So you know that, uh, you're not the only one uh, we're out there. That is Going through the struggle Going through the muck And everything like that We've all been there uh, Okay Alright Enough rambling for me I think the tequila seltzer Is hitting me a little bit uh, That is all for now Like I said Be be on the lookout Hopefully September will be The start time Second and fourth Thursdays Around the Kiki Campfire And hopefully First and Third Thursdays Most of the time You'll get a pillow fort session Uh, mostly for me, I'm still, I'm still working on Rue. She'll get there eventually. And whoever else we decide to bring on, uh, it's still a work in progress. People. I appreciate the people that are still downloading on a regular basis, especially the pillow four sessions. I personally uh, thank you for that. There's, we're still in the double digits there. Thank you very much for sticking around. And then please go to the Instagrams and join the kinky campfire Instagram page. Um, might be some more social medias out there. Eventually, uh, I know we're always talking about Patreon. That's always in the discussions. Um, so let us know what y'all think and what y'all want to, you know, talk about. I might actually talk about in our first group session back, like what what kind of ideas are are out there. So uh, y'all let us know what you think, and then um, uh, and go to the Instagram and let us know. That's this is when I I want to keep saying that we want interaction we want v- your voices to be heard. People, let us know what you are thinking. But for now. This is El Comodon, Senor Taco Nuggo, from around the kinky campfire, the pillow fort sessions. This is H.H. Julius. Hello.